Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God bless you for being here through technology. I'm so glad that we can still minister. We can still get in the presence of God in this place. This place today for you is somewhere outside the sanctuary that I happen to be standing in. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And you as an apostolic believer have the authority, according to the Word, to call down and pray down the Spirit of God. We do better congregating. We do better worshiping together, but even if at times we must worship and live for God in isolation, I want you to know this morning, you are equipped to do that. Hallelujah. Because the Spirit of God is not just quarantined to a sanctuary. The church is not closed, for we are the church. And we are still open for a move of God. And we are carriers, we are agents of the Spirit of God. And so thank God, wherever I go, I have confidence that the Spirit of God is with me. We're two or three gathered together in His name. And so yes, I do miss church together. I do miss a full house of praise. But even in times of adversity and pandemics, I will stay saved. Because this place is where God and I are. Together, we will strengthen my family, my mind, my emotional and spiritual well-being will still be touched by the power of God. So I say this morning, God bless all of you for being in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I mentioned in my series on Wednesday, and let me just mention one more time, that next Sunday, the next two Sundays, and the next two Wednesdays after this week, we are in a prophetic digital revival with Brother Tim Green. He lives in Atlanta, Georgia, and he has been with us the last two or three years consecutively on purpose. That has been strategic because he is a prophetic word. He is a part of the fivefold ministry as mentioned in Ephesians 4.11, and so pastors tap into that. And he speaks prophetic words, words of prophecy. My tenure now, I am a pastor. He is a prophetic prophet. And so we access the prophets of God. And so I'm just reminding us that next two Sundays and the two Wednesdays after this week, the Tim Green will be preaching for us. Now, please understand this, okay? He's not just sending me a file from when he went to preach a crusade in Africa three years ago. He's not just sending me a archived file on his backup hard drive that just sounds good to him. I asked him as he prepares for our church and as he seeks the voice of God, that he would do that weekly and send us a fresh rhema for our church. It's not generic. It's not something that he preached 
elsewhere to a congregation and he's going to just duplicate it and hope it fits for us. Him and I have bound together in the spirit that he will seek God, come out of his place with God, record himself, send the file, and our media team, our production team will make sure it streams after our own church's worship. So please understand that when Brother Green preaches to us four consecutive services, it is a fresh rhema for us in the pandemic, for us in California, for us in Temecula, and for us in True Vine. I just want you to understand that because I'm expecting God to speak prophecy into every one of our lives, into my life, and give us a heavenly word as we live and push through this pandemic. So I'm excited about that. Amen. One more thing, and I'll preach to you. It's been mentioned already today, but do us a favor. Let's leverage social media platforms and share this message. Broadcast this message to your friends. Hit the share button on the page that you're watching. Share it to your page, and then all of your friends see it. If we all do that, honestly, we can reach way more people streaming than we could in the house of the Lord in Temecula. So let's just leverage while we are in this pandemic and we are streaming into your homes. Let's see if we can't reach everybody that's on your friend list. And I would think that, you know what, we could reach 10 or 20,000 people when you amalgamate our friends together. We got a lot of friends. And so put all that together for the glory of God and God will bless it. Amen. God bless you. If you're able to stand wherever you're broadcasting from, let's act like we're really in church. I'm broadcasting from the pulpit here. I am streaming live this Sunday morning. This is not a pre-recorded message. I woke up this morning with my mind on Jesus. I drove down through Old Town, and I'm here at my sacred desk with God. And so if you can stand in your living room, your home, wherever you may be this morning, I'm turning your attention to the writings in Psalms. Psalms chapter 91. Amen. I got a fresh rhema too for our church. Psalms 91 reads this. It's, I'm reading from the easy to read version, but it renders it like this. You can go to God most high to hide. You can go to God all powerful for protection. I say to the Lord, ye are my place of safety, my fortress, my God. I trust in you. God will save you from hidden dangers and from deadly diseases. Huh. Ironic or prophetic? Look at that word. Last two words, deadly diseases. Let's pick up and read on. You can go to him for protection. He will cover you like a bird spreading its wings over its babies. You can trust him to surround you and protect you like a shield. You will have nothing to fear at night or no need to be afraid of the enemy's arrows during the day. You will have no fear of diseases. Look at that again. You will have no fear of diseases that will come in the dark or terrible suffering that comes at noon. A thousand people may fall dead at your side or 10,000 right beside you. Watch this. But nothing bad will happen to you. Woo! Come on, somebody. That's a prophetic word right there. 
diseases it mentions, but the writer concludes, nothing bad will happen to you. Woo! I'm going to preach to you this morning on this subject, this topic, the secret place. The secret place. Heavenly Father, once again, we come before your throne. I'm asking you, Lord, to descend from heaven and anoint my words in Temecula and let it broadcast through the internet, through social media, and minister and love and mend a heart, a spirit, a mind, a situation, a home, God. I'm calling down anointing this morning, God, again from heaven that you would do that. As we apostolic believers gather together for a broadcast one more Sunday to hear the voice of God, let this be so. As I touch heaven, Lord, I ask that you would touch earth. In your precious name, I pray. And together in your homes, can you simply shout amen and amen. God bless you. If you're standing in your home, you can be seated. Thank you again for joining us. I'm talking about the secret place. The song that they sang that preceded me was entitled, this place. They were saying that in this place, there is healings. In this place, there is miracles. In this place, I'll say there is safety. In this place, there is restoration. In this place, there is victory. We're talking about a place. I'm talking about a certain place. But in particular, my message this morning is about a secret place. I would ask you the question this morning, and it's simply this. What's the holiest place on earth? What is the holiest place on earth? In the Greek and Hebrew, that is called a kodash hokodoshim, which simply means holy of holies. It's the holy place of the holy sanctuary, the innermost chamber of the temple. You see, when the children of Israel left Egypt, They journeyed for 40 years in a wilderness, and they didn't have their temples and synagogues, so they had a portable temple that they would set up in the wilderness. They would band together with their labor and their hands and their skill set, and they would put up this temple with a brazing altar and a laver of water and showbread, and as you made your way back into the temple of what we would call the courtyard, the most inner chamber of that, of the temple, was called the Holy of Holies. It could be entered in the holiest day of the year, which is Yom Kippur. It was there that the most important event of biblical year, the biblical year, took place, an act of atonement. In this place, it was the holiest act, the holiest place on the holiest day. The man of God would come face to face with the Spirit of God. We would call it the Shekinah glory of God. And once a day, once a year, rather, an atonement for the sins of all of the people, he would go in, and he would go into the inner chambers of where God's Spirit descended. We call that the holy place. Only the high priest who performed it could see it. How many people do you think could come into the holy place? One. No more than one. You see, the holy place was made to hold just one person. One person and the glory of God. So no one could see what happened there. Even when it was the most important event of the year, 
and on that which everybody's relationship with God depended. You see, it all took place in a secret place, a holy place, a holy of holies that God came down in a spirit and conversed with the high priest. It took place with just man and God, nobody else. It was not made for multiple people. It was not made for a congregation. It was not made for two people, but only one person, the high priest. So what took place in there was called the secret place. It was the most holy event. It was the most secret of events. It was the most holy moment. It was the most secret of moments and the most holy of places. And it was the most secret of places. You see, because I'm preaching to you this morning about the secret place where God comes down and he meets you face to face, where you are alone with God and there's no distractions and there's nothing vying for your attention and there's nothing trying to get your attention to the left or right. When the man of God and when the high priest went into the holy of holies, he was focused only on what is God going to think? What is God going to prove? What is God going to bless? What is God going to forgive? And he found that face-to-face in acquaintance in a secret place with God, the holy place. You see in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, the writer says, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. There's something about the secret place, my friend, that even the gospel of Matthew tells us that the father who is in the secret place, that he sees what happens in secret and then he rewards you openly. So what is the holiest place on earth now? Where do we find a holy place? We've got a beautiful sanctuary that I'm preaching from in Old Town Temecula this morning. We've got amazing people that attend here, which make up the body of Christ or the congregation of True Vine. But in this pandemic mode and in a time of isolation at times, my friend, I've got to ask you the question, where in your life is the holiest place on earth now? Is it sitting in front of a screen as things stream by day after day? Is it somewhere stuck on a computer? Is it somewhere stuck in a cubicle? Is it somewhere where you can't find God? But what I'm preaching about this morning is that we, I need a secret place with God. I need to hear the voice of God. I need to see the face of God. I need to know what God is thinking. It's called the holy place on a personal, individual level. And someone in your home shout amen. So let me go back to the question that I haven't answered. So what is the holiest place on earth now? When you say now, pastor, what do you mean? Well, we are obviously past the wilderness. We are obviously past the Shekinah glory of God. We are obviously past the day of atonement because thank God there was a day of Pentecost. And thank God there was a book of Acts that gives us a historical event of accurate documentation that the veil was rent. In other words, the holy place for the high priest alone came down. 
And now you and I can make our way into the secret place. You and I now can make our way into a holy of holies. What I fear that bothers me right now in this pandemic that we get so worried and so busy that we forget about our secret place. Because as I'm broadcasting live this morning without a congregation, we, I am in a secret place. When we are in our routine of life, I've thought this through, my friend. When we are in our routine of life and we're in the rhythm or the cadence of going to church, that kind of becomes our secret place. The praise team does an amazing job and it brings down the glory of God in praise and worship. And I do my best to preach a fresh rhema every week for God's people. And so I guess to some degree, this house and this altar becomes your holy place or your secret place. But what happens when this house of God that I stand in this morning is not available to us on a Sunday or a Wednesday? What happens in our relationship with God or our craving to be in the presence of God when our routine is put on pause and the cadence of being in the house of God is now pushed aside for just a moment, maybe with all good intentions under the banner of we must stay safe. And I do agree with that. I support safety. I support our health. But I also support a place alone with God that there is a secret place that my relationship with God does not wane while I'm out here living for God in my living room and in my home. I want to tell somebody here this morning that we've got to make sure that you can still find a secret place. And you must have a secret place if you're going to sustain yourself during these times of pandemic. It is fluid. It's up and down. I don't even know we might even be worshiping next week in the sanctuary. But it's a moving target. And maybe we're not back here for several Sundays. I don't even really know. But as a pastor, what I want you to understand this morning is that every one of us need a secret place with God. Even if we're here or we're at home, you have to find a secret place with God that that becomes your personal holy of holies. And unlike the Old Testament, we're not going into that once a year, my friend, because of Calvary, because of the day of Pentecost, because God's spirit dwells inside of me. I have complete liberty and full access and an ongoing invitation and an open door policy with the spirit of God that I can get in the presence of God anytime I want, anytime I need, anytime. I crave. It's called a secret place with God. I keep getting inspired on the question. I never really answer it. So let me ask you the question one more time. And I promise you this time I will answer it. So what is the holy place on earth now? What is your holy place on earth now? And here it is. The secret place is where you make it. It's where you go to be with him. Question, what is the holiest place on earth now? Answer, the secret place that I'm preaching about this morning. It's where you make it. It's where you go to be with him. It's the place that can contain only one person. Just you and the presence of God and nothing else. No distractions, no voices, no pictures, 
no phone, no social media, no book. Come on, somebody, listen to me. You have to have a secret place. If we're going to sustain ourselves in these times of serving God, in times of uncertainty, we got to come back when this pandemic lifts and when a vaccine comes out and we get back to what I'll call maybe a normal life. We can't afford to come back to the house of God all wilted and anemic and shriveled over, but we've got to come back and say, hey, I've been with God and I've been in a secret place. I've not been with you and I've not been with you and I've missed you and I've missed you, but I want you to know I come back full of the Holy Ghost, baptized in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the Spirit of God is fluid and it works in my home and it works in the house of God and it works in my marriage. And mm, Come on, somebody. You need to hear me today. It's called a secret place with God that it only contains God and I. Just God, his presence, and nothing else. So please understand that the secret place must be totally separate, totally secret, and totally apart from the rest of my life, from the world, from even the things of God. The most holy place has only room for God and I. What do I mean from the things of God? You see, I'm a pastor, and I do this, I guess, in some callings, maybe for a living. But I realized long ago, and I've cautioned leaders and people in my life as time goes on, that if we're not careful, we can get so busy working for God that we're not living for God. And so we have to put aside our to-do list. And the secret place is a separate place that is totally quiet and secret, away from the rest of my life, away from the world and away from the things of God. It's a holy place. It's the most important place that you and I can dwell. For it's there that I find the presence of God. For it's there where I hear his voice. For it's there where I see his glory. For they only reside, those voices and the glory of God only resides in the most holy place. It's what I'm calling this morning as the secret place. So my question to you, church, this morning, where is your secret place? I must follow up as a pastor and you have to ask yourself this question, but I'm going to give you the question. How often do I retreat to my secret place? Matthew 6 and 6 says, God sees you in secret, and he hears you in secret, and he rewards you openly or publicly. So somewhere in the context of me sustaining my walk with God, I must have a secret place where everything else is pushed aside. All the distractions, all the voices, all the chatter, all the static is pushed aside. And I go in there and I close the door into my secret place. And maybe your secret place is somewhere literally and you do close the door. Or maybe it's some place that you go, it's just the two of you, me and the presence of God. Because I understand that the most holy place is where the presence of God resides. Today, 
we go into a secret place. Today, it's apart from the world and even the things of the church here. Away from everything, but not his presence. You see, I understand that we are living in a COVID era. And we need to make sure in these times of uncertainty that we do not lose our secret place. You see, in the Old Testament, the high priest, it was incumbent upon him to go and get into the secret place. He had to go. He had to get up. He had to prepare. All of the purification of the rituals, tradition, of aligning himself with God, he had to do that. And so it is with us. I have to get ready and stay holy. I have to get into my holy place, my secret place. I have to push things aside. I have to put everything on pause. There's only one place for God and I. Nobody else can fit in here. None of my life, none of my desires, none of my hobbies, just God and I. And it's at those places and moments that God descends and strengthens us. I don't think it's possible to live for God and make it without a secret place. Because you are moving towards intimacy with God. We understand relationships on earth in a human form. And intimacy is the most deepest relationship that humanity can bring. But understand this. With any one of us, if those times of intimacy begin to separate and move away, that relationship suffers. And the, the more we do not have intimacy, the bigger the gap gets. There's a parallel with us and God. That I have to have a relationship with God. And that's only going to embellish and grow in a secret place. My friend, I'm telling you this morning, you have to have a secret place. This is a pastor's message this morning during a pandemic. This fits perfect in our times of isolation. Let this message point you back to your secret place. Let this message. There's a song, an old song that was sung, and it's as if God was talking. And it says this, and I read this, I read the chorus. I missed my time with you. Those moments together, I need to be with you each day. And it hurts me when you say you're too busy. Busy trying to serve me. But how can you serve me when your spirit is empty? There's a longing in my heart wanting more than just a part of you. 
song goes on to say, it's true. Jesus, the Spirit of God is saying, I missed my time with you. I wonder how many times that we have had a secret place and God shows up and he thinks that. I missed my time with you. It hurts me when you say you're too busy. Busy trying to serve me. No, no, that's not time with me. Busy and your spirit is empty. He, there's this longing in my heart. How, how many times have, has God just been showing up and waiting? And maybe the author of this song realized that God said, I missed my time with you. I lo- I'm longing for you. You see, that's the secret place. That we cannot afford to let fear and anxiety we cannot let for the media and the news of this world lock our secret place door. When we all gather back, please understand this. Okay, this will pass. That's the script. This will surely pass. These things shall pass. Okay. The medical field and industry is working feverishly on a vaccine. A vaccine will come up. I heard as recently from Dr. Fauci, that perhaps by the end of the year, I just heard that yesterday. Here's what I'm saying is, this will not be life forever. Thank God for that. We will look back on 2020 and we will remember it. But I've got to make sure as a pastor that 2020 is not the cause that we destroyed our secret place. Pastors' hearts are reeling every week, hoping and praying and asking God, please, God, let it be so that your people still have a secret place, although right now it's not in this house, but let it be in their house. If you're overwhelmed and you're frustrated, I understand. I validate you. If anxiety and darkness and depression seem to loom, I understand. I'm not discounting that. All I'm saying is, get into your secret place. Go in there empty-handed. Set that phone aside. Turn that screen off. Power down that computer. You may have kids and you may, you may have to be creative. I got to have a secret place. I got to figure this out. I pray God gives you a creative spirit to find a secret place. And in some cases, a secret place could be a walk by yourself and you find a tree in the park. And you just sit. Say, God, I don't know. God, talk to me. I'm sorry I haven't been in my place. And if you've made unnecessary trips here to me, God, and I wasn't here, I'm sorry. I I ask forgiveness. I repent. Find a secret place. 
You enter in empty-handed with no distractions. And you wait to hear and feel the Shekinah glory of God. And then when this is gone, you see my goal, my positive pastoral spiritual heart is, all of us come back more fired up with a belief that I need church. Man, I didn't realize how much I crave this place. And I'm just a positive person, and I'm just going to look back and say, hey, this is what the good that came out of the pandemic. And I'm going to find some good things. But I know the way humanity is, we're going to find whatever we're looking for. I'm going to say, I came out stronger. I came out more spiritual. I came out more holy. I dug deep. I learned these things in my secret place, and God told me this. And my secret place got a little dusty, and I, I showed back up, and there were some cobwebs. And I, Man, we need to dust this place. I'm embarrassed. But I'm back, God. I'm back. And you talk to me on Sunday, and I get it. And so I'm asking us to make sure, come on, church, get back to that secret place and repent to God. Again, it's just you and him. No one's going to judge you there. Nobody knows when's the last, when the last time you've been there. Nobody knows how long you stayed there last time. Nobody. That's just you and God. Just Come on, just make you and God get together. And if you would do that, then God's going to begin to unfold and unleash the power and the peace that maybe you felt like you were graveling for. Stand with me if you're able to in your living room. I want to say a prayer for you. I feel like God gave me a prayer and I wrote it down. I want you to receive this and then our praise team is going to lead us into another set of worship. We'll come to a close. But I wrote this prayer down as I studied this week that I felt like God gave me. Again, if you're able to stand wherever you are in your home or you're streaming wherever, what area. I want you to close your eyes and let's just pretend that you're in church and I'm giving an altar call. Close your eyes. If you want to lift your hands, I would bless you to do that. But close your eyes and I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, please meet me in my secret place. Don't ever let me forget the intimacy that you crave to have with me. Today, I recommit myself to you. I will not forsake our secret place. Bring back those times when I felt so holy, pure, satisfied, loved. I miss my secret place with you, God. And I'm asking you today in this prayer to restore those times. In Jesus' name, I believe it. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.